Hello, and welcome once again to another podcast by Touchstone Financial Education. My name is Elliot Cox. I believe this is my 11th or 12th in the series. I don't even remember. I'm having so much fun doing these things. But thank you to my regular listeners and my growing list of followers. And of course, a shout out to my international listeners. And I've got a few new countries on deck that I'd like to recognize. I've got the UK. Oh, I also have someone who is unknown. Thank you, whoever you are. Armenia and Iran. So that list is growing. I hope you guys are learning a lot. I really appreciate all the listeners. And by the way, listeners, you can reach me on LinkedIn. My name is Elliot Cox, C-O-X. Take a look at my profile. Say hello. Tell me where you're from. If you have any questions for me, just go ahead and reach out. All right. You can also reach me at touchstonefinancialeducation.com. Same thing. Take a look at the website. You can send me a message that way as well. All right. So like I said in my previous podcast, today we're going to talk about preferred stocks. So we are continuing in the series of stock or equity analysis. Okay. We spent a lot of time on the income statement talking about dividend producing stocks, but those stocks are called common stocks. We buy those usually at or, or for growth, excuse me. So we'll buy them at three, let's say sell them at 10. Yeah, maybe they earn a dividend, maybe they don't, depending on the kind of stock it is, how mature the company is. And we ran through the revenue number, the amount of money the company brings in, uh, the earnings per share, the dividend yield, how much they pay out per share, the dividend payout ratio, which is a little different. And please listen to the previous podcast to get those definitions because I really want to focus on preferreds today. So just to give you a slight review, again, we're going to go from common stock to preferred stock today. Now, preferred stock is just a classification of shares also issued by more mature companies. Okay, Think of consumer staples like Clorox or Procter & Gamble or AT&T, companies that have been around forever. Generally speaking, they'll have common and preferred. Some of you might even get them in your retirement plans at work, okay? And basically, a preferred stock is just a classification of stock that has a dividend that gets paid first, meaning if you are a preferred shareholder, you get your dividend paid out before the common shareholder. Now, in most cases, we don't even recognize the difference because the companies that have both series common and preferred, are very mature. They don't miss dividend payments, so we don't notice as investors. But in the grand scheme of things, that's how it works. And God forbid if the company goes out of business, guess what? The preferred shareholders get their money first. Hence, the classification called preferred for that particular preference. Now, preferred stock information will also be found on the income statement like we were talking about in the previous podcast. You'll see the dividend payout there, how much they're going to pay out on the preferred versus the common, so on and so forth. All right, so it's actually pretty simple. The problem here is, and I'm not going to call it a problem, I guess what's different about preferred stock versus common stock investing in those individually is that we can't find them on our trading platforms, on Google, on our phone apps, because they have these weird ticker symbols. So instead of a ticker symbol like NKE or AMZN or PG or MSFT, 
all of these companies and their preferred stocks usually have this alpha numeric designation and they tend to be five plus places in length and we find them generally speaking inside of our trading platform so you got TD Ameritrade you got E-Trade you got Fidelity you got Charles Schwab whatever okay you can find them if you kind of dig through the system they're really not designed to be found and traded like common stocks but they're there nonetheless and if you hit a snag and you really want to look at some preferred stocks you can call the trading desk of your platform the trading desk is where all the transactions happen I know we click on our computers our, our tablets etc to place trades but every firm has a trading desk and they have a list of preferred stocks that you could take a look at okay and and because they seem kind of hidden believe it or not they are much less volatile than their common stock cousin all right so they do trade quite a bit usually by institutions that goes to their stability which means people who are interested in income go after preferred stocks individually to live on the income to reduce the volatility of their overall portfolio and they're looking at these preferreds versus going to the debt side of the market to look at bond investing okay haven't talked about bonds too much in my series but I will get to them I assure you alright so once you got to the trading desk you found some preferreds you like you can go ahead and add them to your account but I'll tell you what the easiest way to pursue preferred stock income is through funds most of us listening today are fund investors and believe it or not a lot of you who have income funds actually have preferred stocks in them alright so the the biggest categories of funds that have preferred stocks in them are called equity income high yield dividend funds high yield dividend refers to the equity side of income if it was debt it's a bond or debt or something like that this is high yield dividend okay also you'll find them in growth and income funds and in balanced funds now a balanced funds a little different it's got both stocks and bonds in it but they also have a conservative component of stocks which generally speaking does include preferred stocks so a balanced fund will have let's say 50 50 stocks to bonds they might have 70 30 there's many different types but these are the category of funds where you will find preferred stocks in them to help you get that higher income and let me repeat that equity income high yield dividend income funds growth and income funds and of course balanced funds so you could put this all together whether you're pursuing the individual position the preferred stock itself keep it easy on yourself in my opinion and just go after the funds for that higher income one of the things that the preferred stock as a as a classification of shares kind of has as a hallmark is that they tend to pay out on average a higher dividend yield than their common stocks okay so again we're investing there for income only now that's pretty short I mean there's there's really not a lot to preferred stock investing most of the time institutions hold these shares we get them through our mutual funds and our exchange traded funds and it's a great component for reducing volatility of our portfolio if we're if we're younger and if we're older relying on our assets for retirement or looking to do so very soon 
this is a great way to stabilize that portfolio so you know how much money you can draw any given month, quarter, year, etc. however you decide to set that up. So overall, this is just a component of asset allocation. The older we get, the more income we're going to have. We find these preferred stocks on the income statement, much like we do our common stocks. Okay, And by the way, you can find them on the balance sheet, but it's easier to look at the income statement because generally speaking, income statements are shorter if you're really interested. But again, go after the equity income funds. Call it a day. You know, uh, Don't give yourself a headache. If you're living a life, you just want to invest because you've got some extra cash, you're saving for retirement. Yeah, it's great that you can get into this, but remember, be easy on yourself if possible. You're not uh, going to have to do a lot of digging to find investments with higher income on the equity side of the markets. Now, if you've noticed, I haven't talked about REITs, not in the previous consults too much, and today I'm going to avoid them as well. However, REITs, generally speaking, also have a higher yield or a higher income payout on their shares. And for those of you that don't know or don't remember, REITs are real estate investment trusts. Excellent source of income. There's many different types of REITs. So when we look at income investing, we have to consider that component as well. But guess what? You can get REITs. You can get these type of funds because a lot of times there are REIT shares in equity income funds, believe it or not. All right. Now, here's what I'd like to kind of shift into briefly. And I made the decision to do this today because the market has shifted. So when I was talking about first steps to investing a couple of podcasts ago, and I was referring to different indicators like the 10-year yield trading below 3%. The VIX, which is a volatility indicator, and you can Google that, V-I-X, it's now trading in the low 20s as opposed to the low to mid 30s. Okay, as that has come down, the markets have improved. All right, another indicator that I like is the inflow number, and I talked about that last time as well. Inflow tells us what type of funds are receiving retirement dollars as well as taxable dollars for investing from individual investors, okay? So you've got money market funds, you've got bond funds, and you've got equity funds. And it looks like more money is starting to triple, trickle back into those equity funds, guys. I mean, the S&P 500 seems to be off its bottom, off its bottom, excuse me, by about 9%, oh, excuse me, about 7 right? The triple Qs or the NASDAQ 100 is off by about nine. And it looks like we're kind of holding steady. So when we talk about preferred stocks or income investing, we always want to balance it out against our growth component. Because I don't care how old you are, you're always going to have a component exposed to growth to hopefully outpace inflation as well as outpace your withdrawal strategy if you're retired. All right. So we want to balance that income pursuit with that growth. And right now it looks like the markets are poised to turn around. So please keep in mind what I said in those previous consults about those three indicators, doing your homework, setting your watch list so that you can incorporate your income pursuit into that growth pursuit. And hey, if you didn't change your portfolio through all this, you know what? Your next statement, you're going to see a little pop. Now, you might not be back to where you were in January right? Or, or November, December of last year, but we have definitely turned a corner, okay? So to kind of segue into the next one, I'm going to incorporate 
Income, yeah, but it's going to be mostly growth, guys. I'm going to go back to that, all right? Um, I'm kind of done with the income component for now. And I'm going to weave everything that I have discussed from the previous 11 or 12 different podcasts that I have done, meaning do I put my money in my retirement account? Do I use my taxable account? How do I set my goals for my taxable account? All of this will come into play now that we kind of understand a little bit about stocks and the different types of funds out there. So we're going to kind of filter this through an asset allocation model. And then after that, of course, I'll, I'll get into bonds, but I'd like to leave some time for some market commentary. Okay. And by the way, again, with the markets look like they're poised to grow, uh, it's kind of a good thing. And, and the reason I say that, again, it's not just those three indicators, but this past week, we've also had some information out of the Federal Reserve. Uh, the chairman, uh, uh, Mr. Powell, he is very plain spoken about where they're going, not only in the meeting, but in the post-meeting press conference as well. They're looking to take inflation from over 9% where it is currently to 2%. Don't know how long that's going to take, but the market seemed to like that. They talked about the economy being robust and a few other things. So the markets overall are having a little bit of confidence or certainty injected back into it, which further fuels perhaps the turnaround that we are already seeing. So that's a good thing. Markets can handle pandemics, inflation, unemployment, housing crises, geopolitical crises, but what it can't handle is uncertainty. And what the Fed provided this past week and what we've seen in the market this past month is a little bit more certainty injected into the system. So not to say it's party time, off to the races, woohoo, everything is good, but it does seem that sentiment has shifted and market activity as a result has shifted. So just kind of keep an open eye, keep a, you know, an ear to the ground, so to speak, monitor your watch lists, Take a listen to the news, whatever source of information you're, you're using out there, and then proceed accordingly. Because it might be time to pull the trigger on some of the things you have on your watch list sooner than later. All right. So today it's going to be kind of short. And just to kind of wrap this up, preferred stocks, dividend is paid out before common stockholders get their dividend. That's why they're called preferred. They don't trade like normal stocks with the one, two, or three place ticker. They trade with an alpha numeric ticker that is usually not listed on your platform out front. You've got to call the trading desk to find out uh, what list of preferred stocks your platform might offer or anything else that you might have seen online that you want to ask them about. Most trading desks are pretty helpful in that regard. But at the end of the day, we're going to go ahead and keep it simple and just invest in funds that do that for us. Equity income funds high-yield dividend income funds, growth and income funds, and balanced funds. You can find the yield, the average yield of these funds when you Google the ticker or in your platform, whatever. But that's really the way to pursue income. We're kind of done with the income statement. We're going to get back into weaving all this information together for that growth component because, again, I'm of the opinion, if you can't tell already, that things have turned around and I want to get ready for first quarter 23, because I think there's some opportunity out there. All right, that's it. So thanks for listening once again. 
Shout out to my followers, my international listeners. My name is Elliot Cox. I can be found on LinkedIn. This is Touchstone Financial Education. I can also be found at touchstonefinancialeducation.com. Hope to hear from some of you. Thank you for the growing list of listeners. I truly appreciate it. And you guys have a great rest of your day.